Alright, we... Is this episode 5? This is episode 5, yeah. Rolling when you're, whenever you're ready. The episode on the road. The episode on the road. The episode on nice. the road. We're, we're doing something different today for episode five of LCT TV and podcast. He did it again. Damn it. He did it again. LTC. LTC TV. <laughs> every week. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> we're doing something different today. We are doing this episode of LTC TV and podcast from the road and even better on top of that we have a special guest with us yeah. but before we do that intro of that woo uh welcome again to uh, LTC TV and podcast it's uh Bob Thompson and Chaz Molesky with our special guest today El- legion extraordinaire almost like the legend that is <laughs> Mitch Benoit Hey, <laughs> we're here. Clap track. Hey. <laughs> so, unfortunately, there's no video to go along with this one, as uh, but it's going to be an absolutely great one. So you'll just have to, if you're watching this one, just look at the stills of us on the background the entire time. Uh, as we're actually doing this on the road, um, we went to do some site visits for our potential uh, two potential or two franchises that are opening in Maryland. Uh, and we were going to check out uh, the possible locations as we narrowed them down to our uh, top choices. And there's Mitch just with his phone going <laughs> off. Um, which then actually, you know, brings us into because today we're kind of obviously for us our our business is fitness. Yep. And this is the you know the fitness podcast that kind of goes off of just being about fitness. Uh, but I'm pretty excited because today we got some pretty good topics. Very good topics. Yeah. Uh, one being. On the road nutrition, yes, uh, which is very applicable considering uh, we just drove two and a half hours one way to because of a bridge being closed, have to drive two and a half hours to pretty much be right where we were. Yes, uh, where we to, started to, to, to where we started <laughs> to then drive two hours back. So today, we're is this coming from on the road? So pretty much what we're going to be sharing with on the road nutrition is what we're doing and how we stay on track uh, when you're not really either when it wasn't as doesn't go as planned when we don't have you know the delicacy of being near our kitchen or anything like that or it's just not perfect and you have to make decisions on the road which a lot of us face we also are going to cover uh, this is something we've been talking a lot about in um, at the Legion locations with our franchisees with our team members um, and with each other which is hard conversations um, and how to have them and why they're important but also kind of divvies into support systems yep and then finally we're gonna end our evening afternoon with kind of putting you on the spot to talk about what have you been avoiding uh but with that it's it's episode five episode five of hey hey mitch who's this podcast brought to you by this pro this uh, podcast is brought to you by fit effects labs fit effects labs Get nutrition on the go. <laughs> Perfect. It's a working intro. It's a, it's a working intro. Yeah. Well, we're getting there. It's getting better and better. Uh, you can get those at fitfxlabs.com or at your local Legion uh, facility. So with that, let's go right into on the road nutrition. Let's kind of kick it off because uh, obviously we knew today we were going to be driving. This yep. was planned. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is kind of also goes to like maximizing your time because this week we were kind of like crap when are we going to be able to figure out when we're going to be able to get the podcast in because we don't want to just stack them all up in one day right you know we want to have it kind of like be real time with what we're hearing from you know our people that are coming they're signing up that aren't you know joining yet or whatever or that have been members um so we don't want to just stack them up so it becomes dated and not useful to you and at the same time so then we also have a pretty much slam day tomorrow where we can't do anything and then the rest of the week as well. I'm, I'm right. away at a conference. Yeah. Um, More traveling nutrition for you. Oh, that is right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this will also be carrying over into that. Um, but today, so, you know, on the road nutrition, kind of like the, the what to do, how to prepare for it. Uh, and then, well, what, what are the best choices to make when you're there? Yeah. Um, you know, so when we, when we left, we actually, Mitch, I think you brought food too. Like all of us yeah. brought food. Yeah. So, that's going to be one thing that's pretty uh, that we did is we knew we were on the road today. We knew we had a lot of driving, 
Um, we all eat pretty regularly and we eat a lot of food. Yes. Uh, which, you know, uh, spoiler alert, even if you're trying to lose weight, you have to eat a lot of food. You know, you gotta eat your protein, you gotta eat your carbs, you gotta eat your fats. So we had to make sure we're having that. So we all did come prepared, but of course we did hit up a Chipotle. Yes, of course. And we did stop at a gas station. Yes. <laughs> so how to make good decisions there. That's right. Um, so I, I would say the number one thing of on the road nutrition, if you know you're going to be on the road and this is like anything is to be prepared. Yeah. Well, and there's also a myth with, uh, with on the road nutrition. You hear it a lot. Like people say you just, you can't eat healthy when traveling or you can't oh, eat healthy. Like people say it all the time. That's such an easy excuse to get out of making an effort for doing yeah. that. And like you absolutely 100% can find healthy food while you're traveling. It's just a matter of looking for the places and knowing where to go. So like we'll cover where to go or where you can find the options, but really what you want to look into is what are the options that are going to support your goals, right? What are the things that you're doing? Obviously, if you run into a gas station, you're going to avoid the candy bars. That should be a no brainer. That should be an understandable, like packed with sugar, packed with fat, really no nutritional value. There are other options you can get in there without going overboard. So it's going to take a little bit of discipline. It's going to take some restraint, but you 1000% can eat well while traveling, even if you didn't prepare. Like I think the first part is obviously important. It's like the saying, uh, what is it? Uh, fail to plan, fail to plan, plan to fail, right? So, I mean, your first step should be before you even take the trip, know what you're going to be subjected to. So if you know that you're going to be on the road for a couple hours and you know you need to eat, bring something because you can control that. You want to focus on what you can control versus what you can't. So you can't always control what places you find along the way, or if you're traveling with friends, you can't really control where they go for food, but you can control the choices that you make. And then in addition to that, thanks to our sponsor, once again, you can also bring your own supplements along with you so that you have something in a pinch or something you need quick. Like if you need a quick shot of protein, you can pack a scoop of protein or a pack of protein so that you are prepared to have that while you're on the road. And I think that's huge though, is the big thing of <clears throat> if you prepare, but at the same time, it's you, it's wanting to, Yeah. you know, I, I've gotten on a lot of trips where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stop. And now this is almost used as an excuse to make Poor food decisions, right? Yeah, because I'm like, ah, oh, I'm on the road, screw it. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go get that candy bar. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, burger sounds nice right now. Yeah, like yeah. you're driving like burger and some soda or something like that. It's it's something that you don't normally do, so you use an excuse. Because then also you have like, oh, I gotta have like warm chicken or, or whatever, which also isn't the case. Right. So there's tons of ways, especially now, of when you're on the road, if you are knowing that you're going, easily you can. You can prepare your meals like you normally would. You can, yeah, put them in a lunchbox if you really wanted to. You can get one of those sweet book bags that has ice, you know, packed in it so it's still fresh and good for when you make that, you know, when you go to eat there. But you can also bring your supplements. Yeah. You know, I do that whether it's any sort of traveling, especially if I know, hey, I'm going on the road and I'm going to be gone long. That means I got to either catch my workout before, since I like to work out at night, catch my workout afterwards. I'm going to bring my workout gear. I'm going to bring the supplements that I need prior to the workout and during the workout so that there's no excuse for me to like get out of that routine, even though it's already been disturbing on the road. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's cool. I think preparing also kind of makes you feel good. Kind of makes me feel like I'm adulting a little bit. You know, you're like, oh man, I just made this food. I got a cooler pack in the back. Man, I'm going to kill it. It gives you that win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So like, you're kind of like, all right, like I'm prepared. I'm going to be successful today. Yep. And... I already have all the tools. And that I think that's a big thing, actually, setting yourself up for success. Definitely. So even when you're on the road it's, and we're on the go, it's setting yourself up for success. Well, you're also going to save so much money, too. Like, yes. think of the amount of money that you'll spend on just running into a convenience store, grabbing something, you know, it's a quick, if you need a protein bar, it's three bucks. If you needed water, that's another $2. Like, you're already at five bucks. You could have made a whole meal for five bucks yeah. at home. Yep. So, like... And you got to balance the pros and cons with all of it. You can't just look at one thing over the other. And that's what I think a lot of people don't do, especially like, ah, oh, you know what? It's too expensive to eat healthy. You know, it's too expensive to have a gym membership or, or you know, you know, have that, you know, a gym like Legion membership or anything like that nature where it's private coaching. They're going to think, oh, I don't have it in the budget because we ignore when we stuck the eight times we stop, we go to Starbucks and we grab a five to $8 drink in the morning plus some food to go with it. And then we stop at convenience store. And yeah, like, like if I even wanted to make a healthy choice of getting jerky, it's like 
12 bucks yeah, yeah, for, the big for, pack. for a big yeah. pack of jerky. Yeah. And I'm still freaking hungry. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, like, I just got jerky and I'm still hungry. And then, you know, you I could have made a delicious steak. Easily. Plus right. more on that. So I think that's a good point. It's looking at the whole picture. Yeah. Which we don't do. No. Well, especially if you're traveling and you're, you know, you're trying to be quick. You're trying to be you know disciplined with what you're doing but it might look easier for you to run into a store or even if you're running late this kind of gets back to planning again but like most of your impulse decisions aren't always the best decisions yeah so if you're running into a store last minute because you need some food on the go or on the road or whatnot that can also lead to a slippery slope of like well i just ate bad this morning on my way so like today's a wasted day so i'm just gonna eat whatever and then i'll get back on track tomorrow yeah you know and it's very easy to do that because then all of your decisions are based on today's a wasted day yeah right especially if you're traveling and if you're traveling for a long period of time there's almost like this feeling like if you if you're gone for two or three days like your nutrition doesn't matter you'll just get you know you once you're back in routine you're back in routine when in reality it's so much harder to build momentum again versus keeping momentum moving yeah and that's what we see all the time we actually just saw that uh recently in one of our and we'll talk about like support systems but uh we saw one of our private groups somebody who went to legion had some of the best results they'd ever seen felt amazing and then just like that one day where you kind of like fall off track Mm -hmm. and then next thing you know you're back into your old habits and then you're kind of like man, it's hard to get started again. Yeah. You know, it's really, in that whole, if you're driving, you're gone on the road all day, and you, it's it's like having those wins. So then you're getting away from having those wins. You're like eating like crap, then you miss your workout, and then should you ate like crap all day and you're on the road, you didn't sleep well. So that when you want to wake up and get started again, you hit snooze and you, sli- you skip that workout, and next thing you know, a week goes by, and you're like, oh, man, like I'm gonna, it's going to be hurting to go back in. Yep. And then, you know, two weeks goes by, and then a month goes by, and you to get started is just ridiculously tough. Yeah. With that, it's not impossible to eat well on the road. No. Even if you don't prepare. Yeah. So number one, totally prepare. Like if you can, totally prepare. I totally agree with you, Mitch. Like it feels freaking good. Like to have to know I'm making those good decisions, yeah. and then it allows me to make better decisions throughout the day. So I think that's number one. But if you can't do that, and you have to go to the the the, the gas station. Or you have to stop somewhere else to grab lunch or something like that, or you just see the deliciousness that is the Chipotle. <laughs> right. Everything around you, right? Yeah. What do you What do you guys like better, Chipotle or Cadoba? Chipotle. Like Chipotle. Yeah. I Chipotle. used to be a Cadoba person. Same. Did you? Same. What happened? Oh, you were too. Yeah, I had I had like one bad experience with them. Yeah, you know, just it's, it was good, but it wasn't great. The, and then, the flavor train wasn't quite there. No? It's like the flavor of uh, the consistency. Yeah. Of Chipotle, man. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. They they won me back. Their cheese is better too. Yeah, I think so. It yeah. is. It's yeah. creamy. There's more flavor. It is yeah. creamier. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, anyway, you can eat healthy no. at Chipotle this as well. Brought to you by Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, even with Chipotle, like it, of anything, you want to go to if you're going to stop off at a restaurant or, or something quick like that, go to a place where you can see the food. So, like for example, for Chipotle, you can see the portions, or you can even semi-control the portions they give you. So, if yeah. you're going to get rice, you can ask for a half scoop of rice. Or you can ask for a little bit of rice. It doesn't have to be the full portions of it everything that comes with it. Does not, and that's a really good point. It doesn't have to be what they're about to give you, mm-hmm. which is excess. Yeah. You know, I do that every time that I go into Chipotle. I ask for like almost a quarter of the rice that they're about to scoop onto yeah. my, yeah. my uh, it's a bowl. Ton of it. Yeah, they're like, here you go. You just need all this stuff. Yeah. Right? Here you go. Like, well, and if you notice, up. if you look up on their board, they put the calories for everything, but they put the calories for a standard serving size. They don't put the calories for what they're actually giving you. So a lot of times you'll get tricked into thinking you're eating less, yeah. when in reality you're eating double to triple what's yeah. actually on the board. And with that too, like Chipotle are going to have a little bit more fresh ingredients is what they're kind of built off of. And if you don't have Chipotle's around, you have a ton of healthy options. Yeah. Like uh, you were talking about that fresh direct place uh, by you when you were coming to the, one of the gyms the other day. Oh yeah, the, is the, the Fresh Market or something? Yeah. It was a, it was a grocery store, but it's, it's more of a, just an organics grocery store or something like that. But you can also find, and I think a lot of people miss this too, is like a lot of grocery stores yeah. have great options for on the road yeah. that are already done for you and everything like you can get shredded chicken right then and there like pulled apart chicken chicken breast yeah. and then you can get some you know roasted potatoes or something yeah. with it where you can literally make a meal in the car it's not going to get everywhere it's already kind of pre-packaged for you but most people skip over that because 
Yeah. They probably don't even know that that's really a thing or that exists. Orthodox approach, not a, people, a lot of people know about. Yeah. Like I go when we go to the Newark location. Uh, what is that? A Shoprite or an Acme Shop right there? Yeah. Shoprite. I'll stop in because they have London broil already cut up. They have vegetables. They have a salad bar. They have a salad bar. Yeah. So yeah, like are the vegetables in a little bit of oil? Probably. Yep. So it's not, but it's still better than the other yep. options. And that's a big thing too when you're on the road is think about what's going to be the better option. Yep. So how do we get that better option? It's, I would say, base your foods off of protein choices right. yeah. as well. Find something that is going to have protein. Obviously, I think, you know, bearing any sort of other health issues unrelated, like the, the most people under eat on protein. Oh, yeah. They have to get more protein. Yeah. If you're filling up on protein, it's going to be better for your body composition. So, and that's one of the reasons I think I like Chipotle is, you know, your steak, your chicken. Right. So you have those options. You can control the proteins that you're going to get instead of just being carb choices. So finding kind of like that. So if you're making your food, this is one thing you can do is find something that's going to be the better option. Yeah. Something usually more on the protein side. And this is just in restaurants. Mm-hmm. So find more of a fresh restaurant of some nature. Right. Uh, you know, as more of that, a lot of, especially today in the marketing, uh, marketing of restaurants, like that's what they're marketing towards, healthier options and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and a, a good thing too, like if you are truly in a pinch and you have to go to a fast food restaurant, so like we just passed a Chick-fil-A. So you can 1,000% get the healthier options at Chick-fil-A. They do grilled chicken. Yeah. You can do grilled chicken. It's really good, too. Just don't get the fries. Don't get the other stuff that comes with it. fruit cups and stuff. Yeah, they got fruit cups. Like, don't soak the sandwich in sauces that probably have a lot of fats and all that other stuff. Like, there are ways that you can do it. Yes, it's not ideal, but at the same time, you can make it work for you. But you have to be cognizant of that, and you got to be kind of disciplined when you go to these places. That's also like, like you said earlier, Mitch. Like, that's another great way to kind of build those wins. Like, you feel good about yourself when you prepare your food, but also at the same time, if you go to Chick Fil A and you actually get the, you know, grilled chicken, you're gonna feel pretty good. It's like sticking it to the man. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't do that. Show you. Yeah. You make that better food choice, which gives you better confidence in yourself and your decision-making abilities, which will then carry over into better decision-making uh, or, or meal decisions long-term because of that one decision you made. Yeah. Uh, what about if you're at like a gas station? A gas station, I think the first thing you look for is protein, yeah, right? Yeah. Of some sort. So if that's like a hot gonna, dog? No, that's um, not protein. It's like start it out there, dude. Hooves I'm just throwing you. And... I'm throwing you a test. <laughs> what's the What's the hot dog rule? One a year, right? Yeah, one a year. I've never heard of that. I think one, I'm good for the next hundred. One, one a year. <laughs> I don't. Um, after a bad experience at like a baseball game when I was a kid, I do not. Really? No hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Because like, because of what they are. Yeah. Sick. When I was a kid, I was nuts. <laughs> They're still kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, not really much different there. Yeah. Oh, about hot dogs. Yeah. Oh. Actually, I maybe it's a personal thing for me, but like I don't really trust gas station food. So if there's like prepared sandwiches and stuff oh, at gas yeah, stations, no. like yeah. I just don't go near them because Same. who knows. Um, that said, like there's also a lot of times if you get like a chicken salad sandwich, there's a ton of mayo in it. So you're taking in about three to four hundred extra calories of just fat. Yep. That's not going to benefit you at all. So if you're going in a gas station. I mean, you want to look for your jerkies, obviously, but if that's too expensive or you don't like jerky or something like that, you know, you can look for a lot of gas stations nowadays carry protein bars. Yep. Um, choose the pro- yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's a protein bar too. Yeah. A lot of quote unquote protein bars are more of a carb bar. Yeah. Uh, we see that a lot with where the carbs are just stupid amounts, and there's like minimal protein in, in like in that ratio. Um, and yeah. fun fact. Peanuts and almonds do not count as a protein. That's a fat. And and I think that's a good point going on both the the nuts as also as well as the protein bars. Protein bars for the most part, it's a candy bar, but it's a protein packed in. Yep, yep. So you're better off just bringing some protein powder. And in my in my opinion, this is probably not the 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 opinion that people are gonna like, but I'd rather get a freaking candy bar and have a scoop of protein and water. Right. Because at least I'm still getting more higher quality protein. Right. And then I'm still getting the candy bar, so that's what I'm essentially eating originally. Yeah. So at least I'll, I'll get both, so I'll satisfy that cheat, so to speak, yeah. and get higher food. But like Mitch said, like the the ratio of protein bars, it might say a protein. I would I don't know actually, but I would love to know what can constitute a food as being able to say 
know, or maybe it's just a marketing. I think cool it's, I, I looked into it a little bit ago because I remember seeing, uh, like, protein-packed milk. Yeah. And it was uh, literally, I think it was, like, vitamin D milk or something, and it just happens to have that one or two more grams of yeah. protein in it. So it's protein milk, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is marketing. And to make something a protein bar, I guess, it, like, if if they consider themselves a fitness company, then so I guess they're It can just be whatever, as long as you have, like, maybe more than the normal. I think so, yeah. Standard, so it's, like, just more than a normal yeah. candy bar. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't, yeah, I, I would love to know. Because, yes, it is mostly marketing. We, uh, we went to a grocery store last week and did a, a little live video for our members on how to read a nutrition label, as well as protein bars in particular. And if you look at almost all the protein bars had double, double the amount of carbs to protein, yep. which automatically means it's not a protein bar, it's a carb bar. Yeah. And then you factor in all the fats. Mm -hmm. And you got to also think these protein bars are sitting on the shelf for how long? Right. So they have to have stuff that's in it that's probably not the best for you yeah. so that it can actually last. Right. So with that, and then at the same time, so if I'm looking at that, it lets me know. So if you're on the road and you're on the go and you're grabbing something, make that smarter decision. Because then if I'm looking at that protein bar, it's still, you know, better than the fried chicken at Royal Farms or something. Right, right, right. But it's probably not a protein bar. It's probably not going to be adequate enough protein. Uh, and at the same time, if I could make that decision, I'm going to grab eggs. Because a lot of places have hard-boiled eggs yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's not, again, it's not the decision you necessarily want to make. But a lot of things we have to do, it's not what we want to do. It's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I can grab eggs. I can even grab mozzarella cheese. Yeah, you know, string yeah, yeah, cheese. Yeah. It's... Eight grams of protein, right. usually eight grams of fat, um, in there. But you know, but that also depends on your macros. That's sure. a whole other yeah, conversation. Whole other conversation. Uh, and if you're able to handle dairy, uh, but then jerky, jerky's like, and they have the small packs, make it you know, again, if you're on a budget, a little bit better uh, for you as well. Right. Um, so making those kind of like wise, just looking at what exactly you're getting, yeah. and then some. A lot of gas stations now you can even buy fruit. Yeah. yeah. So you can get you can get better carbs than just having to load up on stuff that's going to make you feel like garbage and that's absolutely processed. Right. So I, I think on the road nutrition, I'm just to sum it up. Just I mean, it's about making the it's making more conscious food decisions. Yeah, definitely. And one point to kind of round it out that we didn't talk about that still going to go into your, your nutrition. Most people don't hydrate enough when they travel Ooh. because they don't want to stop off to pee all the time. Yeah. Right. But as a result of that, A, dehydration, you know, aside from all of the other health problems that it can cause and everything and not keeping a routine with your drinking and whatnot, a lot of times you'll get a, uh, a false signal that you're hungry when really you just need to hydrate. Yeah. So there's a lot of times you might stop off thinking you're hungry, you need food, when in reality you just need to drink more. You just need more yeah. water, you know? And especially if you're used to drinking a lot of water, or you're used to being hydrated, and then one day you're not, your body's going to respond. Yeah. You know, you're going to react in a way like that. So make sure that you maintain your hydration levels while you're traveling as well. Thank you for reminding me to just I have just some water. I just noticed you <laughs> sipped water while I, I said that. Yeah, so I was like, that's a really good point. Because I think when we're driving or taking a trip like that, we don't. Right. And a lot of people don't do it because they're like, ah, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the best things that I recently started doing is bringing a water bottle with me whenever I travel. Yeah. So uh, I just went... Uh, for a rugby trip and I brought my little squeeze bottle that I have and I totally spaced that airports actually have water fountains so yeah. like why didn't I do that before I'm there <laughs> as an athlete <laughs> on an athlete trip and I didn't bring a water bottle yeah like, but I saw the difference when I did have it I, I would assume that I got into the gallon during the day and I didn't spend that much more money like what Chad said on buying that airport food you know what but I mean it's it's even nice because you feel a hell of a lot better when you're drinking water you definitely do most people are dehydrated period mm -hmm. now we're going to become more dehydrated because we're on the road mm -hmm. we're not thinking about it we don't want to drink that or we want to drink you know energy drinks or we want to drink <laughs> you know I, i'm drinking a coffee right now or drinking and i'm loading up on coffee today yeah. um but you're going to drink everything else but water and right. that is like if you could do one thing not even on the road if you can do one thing just drink more water yeah. like if you're drinking more water it's gonna probably for most people 
fill you up throughout the day because you don't realize how dehydrated you are and that you are thirsty and not necessarily always hungry. So you'll end up consuming less calories. Yeah. So right there is going to help you with fat loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just going to be like, wow, I actually have more energy. Right. And my skin looks better. <laughs> well, my digestion is better. Well, right. this is weird. You know, <laughs> so it's going to be a great thing that everybody should do, but especially when you're when you're traveling, don't don't shortchange yourself in water. No. Nope. No. You got anything else to add to there? That's that was my roundabout, Mitch. You got anything? Uh, I would say utilize uh, technology, man. If you are on the road, look up different uh, healthy food stores, man. You can always do DoorDash too. If say you're staying at like a hotel or something and you don't want to have the room service that's probably packed with a bunch of salts and fats. That's and a good stuff, idea. I didn't even think about that. You can just DoorDash either. stuff to the hotel. Um, it basically does everything. So it's awesome. Eats that's really yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just definitely don't use it as an excuse to eat like crap. But uh, but yeah, I think now, now especially nowadays, it's. I mean, we are in a health conscious world, so it's easier than ever. Yeah. It's just if you want to do it. Right. Now, if, so if you fit, you can prepare, preparing yourself is going to be the best way to do it. Have all your stuff there and then actually eating it because I know obviously I'm guilty of preparing and not eating that food. Right. Um, but so make sure you prepare and if you don't, make sure make sure you make the better decision. Yeah. So, and, and make sure you're on top of your water and make sure you're getting your meals in and eating the right meals because it also sucks when you're sitting down all day and you're driving all day and then you're eating this you know if you eat garbage food you're gonna feel like garbage yep. Yep. and which is just gonna create that just circle of of disaster yes definitely a thousand percent which means sometimes you might have to have a hard conversation with yourself. Uh, <laughs> ah, you like it. I'm working on these transitions. Look at that transition. <laughs> that is a good segue, yeah. All right, so now topic two, uh, having hard conversations. It's been something that we've been talking about a lot recently. All day long, it seems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we talked about it all day long. We talked to the franchisees about it. hours straight. Of yeah. just hard combos. So I think we're good. I think we're covered that all today. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, yeah, you guys so, all got that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but hard, conversa- hard conversations, it, it's one of the most important things you can do. And it's one of the hardest things you can do. I think you said it best earlier, though, with kind of your example. So I'm going to kind of pass it off to you, Chaz, to kind of kick it off. Yeah, so obviously, like, a hard conversation isn't something that you want to have, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with another person. But if you really think about it, every time you had to get into a tough conversation with somebody, and somebody that you cared about, not just an argument that you had just to have an argument, right? But someone you actually cared about, someone either cares about you, you care about them, whatever it is, Emotions are heightened, obviously, but you get into that conversation and it's rough and you guys are frustrated in the moment, but afterwards you feel that relief, right? You had that conversation, you talked, you feel good about yourself for even bringing it up, especially if it was something that was bothering you. Uh, And then it's easier for you guys to communicate after that because now you're honest, right? Now you're open. But a lot of times we don't have that conversation with ourselves. So when it gets to a point where we have to make a decision, we'll shy away from facing reality or facing facts with things because we don't want to accept it. We don't want to make it real and we don't want to, what's that? I was just saying, we don't want to be shown that we're making a mistake or doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think the big thing with hard conversations, it's like somebody's telling us what we need to hear, but we really just don't want to hear it because then it's admitting, yeah, either I'm screwing up or I screwed up, even if you don't realize it, but a lot of times you realize it. Right. It's an underline, you know what's happening. Yeah. You just don't want to accept it. Right. And a lot of times it's exactly that is that you know something needs to change, but you don't want other people to know, right? Because it's like you create this false image of yourself that you want people to believe or, you know, people expect you to be one way, especially if you've been that way for a long time and it's ingrained in your identity. If you need work with your identity, listen to our past podcast, the one we just did last week, (laughs) because that one's going to help you out. But if it's still a part of you, like let's say you're overweight and you know that you're overweight. You have to get to a point where you have that conversation with yourself where you ask, how long do I really want to be overweight? Do I want to stay this way for a long time? Because I'm actively choosing to stay overweight. Now, this is barring any health concerns, any health issues that you may have. But listen, we've had people in Legion come through with thyroid issues, with uh, blood pressure issues, with things just genetically wrong with them that are like harming them and holding them back from actually losing weight and we've still helped them lose weight. So whatever you think is the reason, quote unquote, that you might be stuck at a certain place, you need to have that hard conversation and ask yourself, do you wanna just accept that and leave it as is? Or do you wanna make a change? 
Like, yeah. do you want to work on yourself to the point where you can see some improvement or some development? Because until you have that conversation, you'll always believe the excuse. And a lot of times, I think it's hard to have or it's... Because you don't get it often. No. People don't want to have those conversations with other people, whether it be their significant other, whether it be their friend or anything like that. Because it can, if you're not ready to accept it, it can cause tension for oh, a, yeah. a, a period oh, yeah. of time. Because yeah. not everybody is going to... I don't think everybody's like, you know, like, like you guys where it's like, Hey, it, that could happen. And I can have a conversation. And then you go and you reflect on it and you're like, you know what? And same thing. It's like, same thing Mitch, like you're going to reflect on it and be like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, that's it. And right. I know for me, there's been a couple of times where it's taking me a couple of days yeah. Yeah. or maybe months, <laughs> um, you know, to kind of be like, yeah, you know, okay. I like, I get it. And, and sometimes it's what they're not getting. And this is really important that they need to hear. Right. So we were talking actually one of our uh, franchisees, Kevin, uh, whose location is going to be opening in January or so. And he was talking to somebody at his physical therapy clinic um, because he's one of those great physical therapists that understands like, hey, you go into physical therapy and then the next step has to be getting into some sort of fitness program. You got to transition out of PT at some point and start getting stronger, which... (laughs) It's actually pretty interesting about my uh, one of my family members, uh, significant other, finally had a hard conversation from a doc- fifth doctor she saw wow. because her knees were so screwed up. All of them were like, you need to get surgery. You need to get this. You need to get that. And the one doctor was like, have you tried getting stronger? Wow. You know, and yeah. she's like, you're young, so why don't we do this? And then he actually, like, put her through some movement tests and was like, well, why don't you go through our physical therapist because... A lot of your issues and your pain are you're going to be there, but that's the hard conversation. Sometimes, even that on a little level, yeah. is a hard conversation to have with somebody right. to be like, "Oh no, it's not something the surgery can fix; it's something that you can fix." Yeah. Um, but with that, it was going back to Kevin um, and one of the people he was talking to, um, and uh, they were kind of talking about, uh, you know, they they want to join, but they're uh, they, they didn't have that support system yep. because they were told. Hey, like, this isn't something, uh, you know, I support you doing. And, and I'll kind of let, like, Mitch, like, you kind of, or, or Chaz, you got you kind of take that. Yeah, so, um, so basically uh, it was more of like a spouse was a little bit on, uneasy about uh, the other spouse going to the gym. Um, yeah. They saw it as, I would say, more of kind of like a self-esteem thing on the one spouse's side, how they were going to get basically jealous and nervous that, <laughs> that this one spouse is going to turn into like a gym rat and you know what I mean and, and get hit on and, and all that kind of stuff and I don't think uh, it was it was turned into the I don't I don't think it was kind of conveyed in the right way that um, it's a lifestyle change at the kind of gym that we do or at the kind of workouts we do and everything um, it's not the uh, big old Ken and Barbie kind of people that you see running around and all that kind of stuff so that was kind of the big objection there right. the objection was like he kind of felt that if this person joined, um, then essentially, and we've heard this at every, almost one of our locations that you're going to leave me and you're going to become better than me because now you're into fitness and now you're eating right. Um, and you know, you're just going to leave me. That's kind of self-conscious. So the kind of, I mean, that's a tough situation to to be around and, and talk to. So the hard conversation that somebody then has to go into is, well, it's about you, right. you know, so that's the hard conversation is how we're, you know, if that individual doesn't support you, then maybe the conversation is how can you get that individual to maybe identify those issues that person's having yeah. that's causing this person to have those insecurities or sometimes you just got to do things for you, Yep, yep. you know, and that's a tough conversation it to is. have. Well, and on the other hand, if you are the person in the situation that doesn't want that other person improving their quality of life or doing something that's good for them because of your own insecurities, you have to have a conversation with yourself. You you have to really evaluate if I'm preventing this person from doing something that visibly makes them happy or visibly makes them want to get a better quality of life. You're putting your own self, your own insecurities, your own self-esteem, you're projecting that onto them and limiting their quality of life, which is only going to lead to resentment against you. So ultimately you might think that it's going to be good 
for you to do this, but it's going to eventually erode whatever you have and whatever level of trust you have with that person. Yeah. So, like, guys, the, none of these conversations are easy. I'm not saying, like, oh, just talk about it and you'll be yeah. fine. Like, it, it doesn't... <laughs> it's not like that. Like, it's not that easy. I know it's yeah. easy for us to say that like it is, but understand that we also see this every single day and we see the, the transformations that people have, not only physically, but also mentally... And we also see, on the other hand, what happens when they don't have the support. You know, we see what what happens. And I haven't, in my two and a half years of being here, Mitch, I don't know if you've seen it, but I have yet to see anybody that's come into Legion and then immediately broke up with their spouse or (laughs) uh, got divorced as a result of getting healthy and in shape. Definitely not. No comment. Um, (laughs) So, uh, but it's not an easy conversation not one to have at all and that is is just one example and there's tons of things in there the hard conversation can be because that's i mean that's kind of it's our responsibility to help people yeah so it's the hard conversation that sometimes we have to have is like i don't have it's as simple as i don't have time you know and having that conversation of yes you do it's finding that time if it's a priority or it's important for you you're going to find time but that can be a tough conversation to have with somebody Uh, because it can get a little uncomfortable yeah. or, you know, the hard conversation of, you know, them, it's it, having that where they, they've tried a million things and it hasn't worked. Again, t- telling them how this time is going to be different is a hard conversation yes. to have. So that is just obviously one extreme, but then there's also the other end of it too. Right. And, and having that, it's, it's important and it's important in, in any aspect. Obviously we're talking about this in the space of how they are in, uh, in, in Legion, when the people come in, whether they start a challenge or a membership or going into a membership or anything of that nature. But this can be had, like, in any relationship. It can be had in your workspace, yeah. you know, because, like, if there's that underlying tension and nobody wants to talk about it, it's just going to get things worse. And we've seen it time and time again. When those conversations aren't had, it does, it leads to that resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Over things, you're just like, oh, crap, I didn't even know sometimes. Right. You know, or, or whatever. And obviously, we talked about in the framing of a lot of times it's things you know you're doing. But, so you may know you're doing it, not realizing the impact it's having. So that's why it can also, you know, be there. Um, making a little bit of... People just don't... I mean, it's just it's uncomfortable. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, I think a lot of times if you see yourself kind of talking from my perspective, like in a, like kind of a leadership role, you got to think about how people have been given soft answers basically their whole life. And you got to be able to give those hard answers, yeah. right? You like a lot of people. So just coming from like the the Legion coach aspect, a lot of people have been told by their doctor like, "Oh, get on this medicine, uh, do this. This will help you with this." When in reality, a lot of times it's just start trying to change your lifestyle a little bit. You know what I mean? Figure out your nutrition, get to a nutri- like a fitness plan, and a lot of not all the time, obviously, but a lot of times it does help. Um, so it's hard to talk to those people that are always just, oh, well, my doctor said this, my doctor said that. And I'm not a doctor, obviously, but just I for my... Sure. Uh, Dr. Mitch. Dr. Mitch. Dr. Vub Nubia, actually. Uh, no, but if you... It, it's it's just hard. You got to have those those, uh, those hard answers, man. A lot of times people like to skirt the edges and don't really get into the, the, into the, tough, the tough stuff. Well, I think that's a really good point is, is ha- people have it's told time and time again and it's happened it's like hey well this is this is you know what's going on this is the the symptom not the issue yeah you know so you're like oh you have this thing going on well take this instead of being like why is this happening exactly. yeah. so we can actually figure it out and fix it right because people just people don't want to do that yeah. people don't want to put either have that conversation to figure it out or you know if you want to any level of thing if it's easier to do that it's just easier to be like hey take this pill yeah. hey do this surgery Instead of being like, yeah, if you move more, if you actually work out and do a workout that's going to push you mentally and physically, and then change your nutrition probably pretty radically, then then you're going to get those results. Right. And it's also hard to take ownership and responsibility of the things you want to work on. So, like, when when I first started out as a personal trainer, it didn't matter how good I was as a trainer. If somebody wasn't doing what I asked them to do, I still got blamed. But in reality, it's like, well, you're not doing anything that I asked you to do, or you're going home and you're eating Cheetos and drinking milkshakes and you're not, do, you know, you're not focusing on your nutrition, you're not doing anything like that. So at some point, 
there will be a level of ownership. Even you can have as many hard conversations as you need to have, but if you don't take the ownership of it, and I'll, I'll, you know, me and Mitch can kind of talk on a story here to, to show you this. Um, but if you don't take the ownership of the situation, you're never going to get what you want. And you're always going to let your outside circumstances dictate that. We worked with somebody who did amazing, lost tons of weight, looked incredible and was doing just fantastic. And they just weren't getting the support at home. Yeah. And ultimately what happened was they got all the way back to, and I think above the weight that they came in at originally, they had lost a hundred pounds, something like that, like like more than a hundred pounds, gained it all back, had had the hard conversation with the person that was not supporting them. They had already had this conversation multiple times. They talked about it, but ultimately they just kept going back to their old ways. So the conversation was had, the rules were established, the, the, the whole processes were established, but still didn't take the full ownership of understanding that they have to make this change for them and they have to stay consistent with the change. Yeah. So don't think that just talking to someone is going to solve the problem or making the decision to do it is going to do anything, right? Like making decisions gives you this false belief that you just did something. It's like joining a gym. Everybody joins a gym and thinks they just lost 30 pounds. Doesn't work, doesn't work like that. You made the decision to join a gym. You didn't take any action. Nothing was done. Yeah. Yeah. And then with that too, is making sure like we talked about support system and that's why one of the reasons that Legion is what it is, is because of the support system that you're coming into. You're coming into an environment where people have the same goals, ambitions, and oftentimes have had the same issues in the past. And then you have each other, because a lot of people don't. We've talked about being in the, you know, you're some of the five people. I think we've talked about it like three or four times on this podcast now. And the people you hang out with and the environment you're in is going to create who you are. And not everybody has that. So the reason that people come to Legion is because of the support system. Because you can create it. And then having that around you, having those people that are going through the same things that you're going through and understand you. And then we'll know when you're down or you need that pick-me-up, you need to hear that right thing to let you know it's okay and here's how to push forward and here's the next step. That is crucial in any, whether it be weight loss, you know, changing your body, any sort of body transformation, even trying to build muscle and gain weight, or even just changing a career path is instrumental in having in order to really accomplish it successfully and, and without tons of headache and maybe even heartache. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the hard conversations are something you have to do. It's not going to be easy. Um, and then also sometimes like you have to have the hard conversations. Like, you know, we have that in Legion with our teams of if something isn't working, sometimes it's a hard conversation. You talked about like coaching. Hey, if I'm coaching somebody and they're just not getting it or not picking up on it. So then the conversation has to have is, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, you like know, it's got to be intrinsic there. Though. Yeah, you have yeah. to be like, it's like, all right, well, I do I have all the tools? Am I then? Am I actually doing a good job? And this right. is, I guess, kind of off, not necessarily completely tied in. It's semi on, semi on, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, hey, am what am I? If I'm, what we're putting out there is going to be good. Yeah. You know, am I actually giving people the tools so well, that? It actually lends into our next point, so you're on a good track. Keep going. Oh man! I'm yeah. now, you're you're just natural transitions now. Uh, Look you, at you. You can call me uh, Bob Segway Thompson. <laughs> um, Segway Sam. You're gonna regret that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get a Segway. Actually, I would. I'd be totally doing that. I'm gonna just start rolling around the gyms on a Segway. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Hey, I'll be at Wilmington in three hours. I'm taking the Segway. <laughs> Uh, aren't you just coming from Newark? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I'll be there in a little bit. Oh, you know, man. That guy is, is died. Why do all of their coaches ride Segways? <laughs> that actually might be uh, Legion's new big thing is every single coach will rock a Segway. Oh, man. Don't, yeah. don't. Stop. Yeah. You're about to get a thousand requests. Alrighty. <laughs> so with that, we're going to go into... What have you been avoiding? What have you been avoiding? What have you been avoiding? And I've been avoiding getting everybody Segways. <laughs> to... Uh, to, Please keep avoiding it. To, I've been yeah. avoiding asking for a segue. Yeah. <laughs> I've been avoiding segways. Yeah. So that's all right. But then that, yeah, that's the um, inside you're going to have to ask, so what am I avoiding? Yeah. What am I creating a loop of, uh, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. uh, almost of, am I sabotaging myself? Um, why is it telling you to turn around? Um, again, this is, this is coming from uh, the road today. So... <laughs> We're traveling uh, 
and we're close. We're, we're close to the next destination. Um, you know, so what have you been avoiding? Clearly, we're avoiding the bridge that would have created a shortcut. Yep. Yeah. Um, so looping us around. Because it's close. Because it's <laughs> close. Uh, so you have to have the conversations with yourself. Yep. You know, and ask yourself, what am I, what am I avoiding? Why am I avoiding it? Um, and then what can I do to make those changes? Yeah. And the things you're avoiding, you got to also, like, most of the time, what stops people from doing anything is overwhelm. So there's way too much out there. And we see this a lot in the gym, but we see this with kind of everything. If yeah. you really think about it, like any major life change that you make, you can very easily run the story in your head of all of the things that are going to happen, right? Quote unquote, going to happen. When in reality, you don't know what's going to happen. But there, every time that there's overwhelm of something, if you know that there's something you need to do, right? And, and let's say, let's say you need to lose weight. You knew, you know, with 100% certainty, you need to lose weight. There's always and can always be tracked down to this one thing that you've been avoiding that's been preventing you from losing that weight or making that change or talking to that person. There's always one thing that you avoid that will always persist until you address it. Man, and it's uncomfortable. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It is so I'm thinking of a million things right? that like just in the last year I avoided. Mm -hmm. Whether it be like growing the franchise growing our locations, yep. creating better environments yep. for our people, for our teams. You know, and sometimes things you have to do and it, it can be like you're avoiding it because it's freaking hard. Yes. Yes. It is hard. Right. Because it's going to require a change. Yeah. It's going to require sometimes significant change and or admitting you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And nobody likes to do that. Well, I think the hardest part with addressing the thing you've been avoiding is that inherently you know that that's the thing that would change everything for you yeah. right like you look at it and you're like there's so many positives and so many upsides yeah. to making this change but I, I just I'm not doing it not I'm just it. avoiding it right I'm just not making the commitment to do it and you will spend more time thinking about what you should do than doing the thing itself and getting past it yeah. significantly more time spending more you know? time wasting money yeah doing that because I mean even if we're talking health related stuff right a lot of the stuff that we avoid is going to cost us mm -hmm. we don't look at it as an investment anything that you do for your health is an investment yeah. period yep. health is wealth yeah. we've all heard that but seriously like too many people look at hey it might cost me a little bit more to eat healthy which is not true right you know hey it's gonna cost me a little bit more to actually go to this place that's gonna give me results it's not true I mean if you're avoiding stuff you know by going and eating fast food for every single meal, maybe it's saving you. I don't think it really possibly could. No. Um, however, it's gonna cost you in the long term. Yes. So really, what are you saving? And then, man, that change is hard because then it's, now I gotta prepare my food. Mm -hmm. You know, now I gotta make these better decisions. Right, and that's where and that's where people get hung up because they, they, they forward pace, right? Yeah. They start thinking of all the things they have to do that are uncomfortable, yep. the things that they don't wanna do where they stack so much against them that basically like convinces them not to make that change yeah. because it's uncomfortable to do all that, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it is. There's there's extra stuff you're gonna have to do. But it could be, and it should be, it's a reframing. Yeah. Of a, hey, I get to do this. Right. Because then there's gonna be a time it's, I wish I did this. Yeah. You know, I wish I made this change then, I wish I did that. And it's never too late, so it's like, I get to do this, and I'm able to do this now. Yeah. I'm able to make this change. Right. Uh, you know, and not like, oh man, like, it, but you, you mentioned overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Overwhelm is huge, so how, when you're, situation you're avoiding, and let's say it is because of overwhelm, how can I kind of reduce that? Like, well, I mean, I would say you have to go worst case scenario, and you have to deduce the reality of that, so like, Give me an example of what a, a, a change that would be made. Somebody, anybody. I'm just going to say, uh, since we'll keep, kind of keep it on topic because we've talked about it in several yeah. realms today. Okay. I got to lose 100 pounds. Okay, you got to lose 100 pounds. What is the absolute worst possible thing that could happen if you lose 100 pounds? I literally don't know. Right. Buy new clothes. Okay, you got to buy oh, new clothes. So if your biggest fear is that you have to buy new clothes, right? If that's the thing that's stopping you from doing this. Yes then you have to look at everything else around that situation. So, okay, if I lose 100 pounds, that means I have to buy new clothes. Can I buy new clothes? Yes. yes? Sure. Okay, let's say you don't have a lot of money. You can only buy one thing of new clothes. Are you going to need new clothes tomorrow? 
Oh, no, it's going to be a process. So you can probably save up for those new clothes for when you lose a hundred pounds. But now we have to go worst case scenario and then build up on positives, right? So, okay. Worst case, I have to buy new clothes, but what's the good thing about losing a hundred pounds? What am I going to get from losing a hundred pounds? What is everything that I'm gaining? Correct. Yes. Like what are the benefits of me actually losing this weight? What is yeah. that going to do for me? And then ultimately you, if I were breaking it down and I'd love to hear both of you on like your, how you would do this too, is I would think of that thing that keeps me up at night or that thing that I always think about in the back of my head, the thing that's always running a loop. And if that were gone, if that thing did not exist, would my life be better or worse? Yeah. And at that point, like that's how I would make the decision to get rid of the overwhelm. But I think getting rid of the overwhelm, I mean, that's the reason we're overwhelmed is either we have way too much information or we don't even know where to get started. Yes. Um, You know, so we have to figure out exactly that. So, you know, I use this story a lot of obviously being a, a, when I started, I was just a personal trainer, you know, coaching and and all that. And my attire was gym shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt, you know, that's what I got to wear every day. Uh, and it really, I guess, hasn't changed all that much considering I just looked out and I'm wearing... actually in a suit right yeah. now. <laughs> Can't breathe. Um, but yeah, I have athletic pants on. So I had to go to a wedding and I had just graduated uh, college a couple years prior. So I didn't have... For me, I didn't have any suits um, at all. So I had to go get that and I just needed to get a black suit. And I went to this one store. It was right across from uh, the first location in Newtown Square. And I said, hey, I got a wedding coming up. I, I need to get a suit. And I, need, I wanted a black suit because I just figured I needed a black suit for the wedding. So the person was like, awesome. Those are our black suits and points to a wall that in my mind, when I recall it, it's like a hundred feet of just black <laughs> Six suit. Six miles of black, black suit after black suit. And I'm like, what? So then I just started getting tense and overwhelmed. And I walked up and back, up and back, had no idea where to even get started. Mm. So the first thing is I didn't know where to get started. So what I did, I just left. I left and went to another store where finally I found somebody who was like, I said the same thing. Hey, I got a wedding coming up. I want a black suit. And the person just asked a couple questions. Pretty much was like, all right, hey, you know, essentially, do you want it loose? Do you want it tight? And obviously, I was like, I want it tight. Um, You know, so I wanted it fitting well. And with throughout that overwhelm, I still had the same amount of suits pretty much lined up across the wall uh, that were black, but instead picked out the three options. So got rid of that overwhelm and said, this is what you need. And then this is what has to go with this. And this so made it, chunked it down to something that was easy to digest. So a lot of times if I'm thinking, hey, here's this big thing that I need to have, I'm gonna look at the long term of, hey, what's it gonna take to get there? And then I'm gonna reduce the overwhelm. For me, I've always gone the coaching route. So if I have something that I'm not familiar with, I don't know how to do, I'm gonna go find out how to do that through somebody who's already been there and done that. And usually as a coach. So not just like somebody who I know, I mean, you'd be good. It's like, hey, you know somebody that lost 100 pounds, you know somebody that wears suits all the time. Where'd you get your suits from? And they're gonna tell you where to go and to help out. Or it's like, hey, you know, you lost 100 pounds, where'd you go? And they're gonna tell them, hey, do this, this, and this, or whatever, to get started. But I'm gonna go to somebody that's gonna create that shortcut. So it reduces the overwhelm for me. Uh, and, and that's what we found for a lot of people as well, is how do we create the overwhelm? Is we break it down what needs to be done. We then break down those processes that have to get there. So what needs to then be done daily? in order to get there. Cause you're gonna be overwhelming. You think about everything that you need to do to lose the hundred pounds, it's gonna prevent you from getting started. And that's what we've seen over and over again. It's like, I just didn't know, I didn't know what boots to eat. I didn't know what workouts I should do. I didn't know how to even like, you know, not in what boots you need to, how much I need to eat or even where to get started. So they just didn't get started. Instead just being like, hey, you gotta get, you gotta do them of some nature. So do something every day. So is it, we know kind of have an idea of what good foods are. So it's getting rid of the bad foods. So getting started, making, creating simple wins to reduce the overwhelm, being like, hey, instead of having fast food, I'm gonna opt for these proteins, these vegetables or something like that. And then breaking it down what I can do every single day. So instead of looking at it as I have to do everything for the whole year, I look at, hey, this is what I gotta do this quarter and then to make up this quarter this month. Uh, I think for me, just overwhelm is kind of a big part of my life just because I am a, like my worst critic, kind of. Yeah. So if something goes wrong, it's like, well, crap, here we go again. Um, usually, <clears throat> usually for me, I just, uh, 
in the past, I just haven't done anything. You know, that's like, it's, it's scared me and it's like, oh crap. Like, like if I'm going to go to like apply for another job or when I was, when I was younger, like applying for a job, like that's the scariest thing for me because it's like, I feel like my expectations for myself will change and then not being able to fill those expectations for myself. It's just like, man, I don't know if I got it in me. Um, but as so I what grew, have you done to overcome that? Yeah. So as I grew, um, I just learned a couple things. Number one is just do it. That was like, take, take the Nike route and just do it. Um, I'm a big fan of counting the three and just making that jump. Um, if it's literally has to do with anything, I always imagine jumping off like the high dive, you know, it's like 20 feet high and you're just count the three and just do it. Don't worry about what's going to happen when it happens. Just figure it out along the way kind of thing. Um, but also I've come to realize myself is that uh, a lot of times you have more help than you think. So that overwhelm, I get over that overwhelm a lot by just reaching out to people, people that are smarter than me usually, but there's not a lot of them out there <sighs> now, but uh, just reaching out to people and knowing that uh, my situation isn't necessarily something new and people have done this before. So anybody that's looking to lose the hundred pounds or lose whatever they want to do or change however they want to do is reach out, look for that accountability group that you need, look for that, that, uh, those friends that you need and that really help you take that next step and get over the overwhelm. So yeah, that's the two big things that I do. I think going back to that, you said just like, you know, count to three and go. Yeah. Because we're talking about really we're avoiding. Yeah. We kind of have an idea of some nature what we need to do we don't get started because we're overwhelmed, which is totally understandable. Right. But even if we did that little bit of inkling, because it's like we're, we're avoiding making better food decisions. We're exactly. avoiding actually working out. And so we just don't do anything. You know, so instead of just doing that, it's just that you have an idea doing something, imperfect action is better than no action. So just doing that little bit of something will then get you closer to what you need to do. Yeah. You know, so just get, taking that step. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the, the big thing. But having kind of like, you know, kind of sometimes going back to avoiding the, the conversation that we need to have with ourselves. Yeah. You know, what are we avoiding? Right. Also, sometimes means like we just don't want to take ownership, and it's a lot easier to blame somebody else oh, yeah. uh -huh. for an issue yeah. going on than just going, "Yeah, you know what? It's me. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's me deciding not to do this. It's me deciding, you know, not to to take any sort of action or you know or anything like this or seek help, whatever it can be in whatever realm or whatever." Uh, so a lot of times, it's what we're avoiding. We kind of have an idea. In my opinion, already idea of what to do. Even if it's not the best way to do it necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But it's still better than what we're probably doing right now. Like, you right. kind of know, you kind of, you definitely kind of know what it looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have an idea about where you want to get. And you have a, a, like, a very, very skeleton idea of how to get there. So, I mean, honestly, you just build as you go a lot of the times, which I, which I seems, which just seems to happen. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I think. Yeah. No, I, um, I'm a big fan of the concept of 1% of being 1% better every single day. So, like, it's not a big enough change where it's going to scare you and overwhelm you and all of that. But it's enough to move you so that by the end of a year, you know, there's an expression that says lay a brick a day, you'll have a house in a year. So if you continuously do something, one little thing to move you forward, it might not seem like a lot. Like some days it might not seem like anything. There are days where I beat myself up because I feel like I should have done so much more. But then I also know on the other hand, if I did more, I would be completely burnt out, frustrated, or completely overwhelmed with where things were headed. So there has to be that balance that you find for yourself that says, okay, I'm making progress, I'm moving forward, I'm going in the direction that I want to be. I just need to maintain that and consistently do that. Because when you stop, like it's, we said it earlier in this, it's so much harder to build momentum from a standstill or from a dead stop than it is to just ride momentum. You know, momentum builds momentum. So the more that you're actually doing stuff, the more that you're putting that effort forward, the easier it is to multiply it. But it's very hard to get started, especially if you over, if you tend to overthink. Like it does not matter how much you think until you start doing Nothing yeah. will happen. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agree. And I think that big thing there is it's getting started and getting being consistent with just doing something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've heard over and over again, like, we we overestimate what we can do in a day, underestimate what we can do in a year. Yes. And it's 
so important to understand it's not what you do in one day it's what you do consistently that then is going to make that change and create what you're looking to accomplish and then creating those victories and changing the mindset that you uh, that you may be in yeah. you know or, or whatever but you just don't really you don't know what you don't know right. a lot of times so like you don't know what you're capable of and then the knowledge you're going to gain by making those changes yeah. it's just getting started right. you know and it's if you're avoiding it, you're probably avoiding it for a reason. And you know it's going to make you better. And it, it could be that awkward conversation of, to somebody else, of, you're just not good for me. Yeah. You're not yeah. good in my life. You're bringing me down, bro. Yeah. Right. You know? So it's like having that conversation may be it. It may be... And that person bringing you down might be yourself. Right. You're not good for me because you keep telling me not to get started of yeah. some way or finding a reason... Uh, to, to not get better today. Uh, and then doing... I also love radical change. You love 1% change. I love radical change. Um, but you got to just do something. Yeah. You know, a reason I like radical change... Uh, and you have to get to this point, of course. You have to be ready for this. But almost, like, completely break the old habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, hey, here's what... I'm doing this, this, and this. And it's almost going to break you down to rebuild you. Yeah. Uh, however, just consistently, consistently doing everything is something every day is going to be key. That's right. Uh, so with that, I think that's all you're going to get today. I hope it was extremely helpful. So go back, look over, really, really hope it was helpful for you. Uh, and we're really excited to come at you with episode six next week. The only thing that we ask is we do ask that you share this so that somebody who needs to hear this can get help. Yep. That's all we ask. We do this just to help you, period. We want to help you get better. We want to help improve your life. We want to help to lead to your transformation. So the only thing that we ask in favor of us doing this is to share it with somebody that it may help. Um, and with that, uh, I think that's all we got. That's all we got. Yep. All, all right. right, guys. Until next time.